Join Dr. Gonzo Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. for And This One's Introduced By, where the artist introduces tracks from their album on Community Radio 3CR. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Donovan's Brain are a band brought into existence by Ron Sanchez in the early 1990s as part of an American recording workshop in Montana a music collective founded in the mid-80s with a philosophy that anyone can start a band. Donovan's Brain first entered your consciousness in 1994 when they appeared on the premiere edition of the Swedish Hit the Hay compilations. The current recording group is staffed by Ron, Scott Sutherland and Chris Wilkinson-Hughes. Donovan's Brain's lineup has included many respected members of the music community, including... Matt Piucci from Rain Parade, Peter Hosapel, the DBs, and Dennis Tech of Radio Birdman fame. In 2004, Donovan's Brain did a short tour with Roy Loney from the Flaming Groovies and Australian artist Penny Eichinger. The band also recorded a song that ended up on Penny's latest album, Travels and Travails. They play modern psychedelic sounds with guitars and Faith in Failure is Donovan's Brain's 15th album. Ron Sanchez joins Dr. Gonzo to present the album Faith in Failure by Donovan's Brain on And This One's Introduced By on Community Radio 3CR. Hello, this is Ron Sanchez from Donovan's Brain. I'm inviting you to join me and my virtual sidekick, Dr. Gonzo, on a musical exploration for your ears here on And This One's Introduced By on Community Radio Station 3CR. Donovan's Brain is a modern psych band formed in 1988 and based in Bozeman, Montana, USA. Faith and Failure is our 15th album released since 1998. If you heard Penny Eichinger's recent show discussing her new album, Travels and Travails, you'd have heard an earlier incarnation of Donovan's brain backing her. Bobby Sutliff and myself began assembling a new brain in 2007. Drummer Rick Parnell joined us in uh, 2010, and since then we've been recording nonstop, expanding the lineup all along the way. Faith and Failure is the final installment from Donovan's brain, Mark 7. Sadly, both Bobby Sutliff and Rick Parnell died in 2022 before the album could be completed. Faith and Fair is recorded between 2021 and 2022. I start writing the songs while the cover for Sandbox Shadows is being prepared. Sandbox Shadows is actually two albums, Sandbox Dispatches and Two Sons, Two Shadows, which I decide to package together, make things a lot easier. One of the songs on Two Sons is a bit of personal history. It's meant to be an apology for making a mess of a relationship start to finish. Telegraph Avenue refers to the location in Berkeley, California, which was the epicenter of my life in 1975. The subject of that song pointed out I'd got the timeline wrong. 45 years was a long time ago, and my memories are surely faulty. My intent was honest. The opening track on Faith and Failure, Bancroft Way, another Berkeley location, is a response to that critique of my version of the history. It's the first section of the opening Berkeley trilogy. Chris Hughes sings with me and wrote the words for the bridge. Scott Sutherland joins us on guitar, and it's Joe Hughes playing bass on this one. Rick Parnell is a drummer throughout the whole album.
Donovan's brain works for a lot of different styles across the record. That's why we like to do things. The second song, You Will, began life as an exercise in writing a slow groove on the piano. I just had a few words and ran with it. It wasn't conceived as part of what became to be called the Berkeley Trilogy, just a standalone song. I think it's about persuasion, maybe even seduction. Someone pointed out as Beatle influence. I'd say it's more McCartney post-Beatles. You Will only got looped into the trilogy when my Berkeley friend reminded me of our first encounter. I know for sure she remembers the exact date in December 1975, possibly even the day of the week. I sure remember that first meeting, but none of those details. The chorus of You Will is about that brief encounter. I recognize at that moment there might be a bit of a spark between us. You can't change history, but you can hold on to those special memories. This song is just Rick and myself. Four of the ten songs of the album are just the two of us. All the others in the band are perfectly capable of making records on their own and have done just that.
Designer Fabrics, the final piece of the trilogy, and so the album moves into heavier territory. It's just a diary of little bits of the past that resurfaced when we renewed a strained friendship after 44 years. Some humorous observations. After years of pondering, what if our long-distance reunion turned out to be less than dramatic? How have you been all these years? Remember this? Remember that? Musically, it might be the heaviest song on the album. Muscular, at the very least. A lot of that can be credited to Joe Hughes. I suggested he play some lead bass. Rick gave him plenty to work with. Chris also stepped up with some powerful vocals. I explained the lyrics to her and figured she could conjure up the appropriate emotional impact. And she did. I'd hoped Matt Peachy from Rain Parade would do the guitar solo. Unfortunately for Donovan's brain, he's in the middle of mixing the new Rain Parade record, the first one since the 80s. I'm supposed to be able to play guitar, so I just did it. Regrets are rejected. We're Donovan's brain, and you're listening to, and this one's introduced by, or the artist, that's me, introduces tracks from our new album, Faith and Failure with Dr. Gonzo. This program is heard every Wednesday night at 11 p.m. on 3CR, your community radio station. Brace yourself.
I first met Scott Sutherland when he did a gig or two with Roy Loney and the Longshots. Scott had previously played in the Seattle band's Chemistry Set and Model Rockets. He also done his own solo album. In 2005, I began work producing Roy Loney's album, Shake It or Leave It. Roy brought in Scott to add some backing vocals. At one point, when the song stalled, Roy felt like it was missing something and was ready to abandon it. Bobby Sutliff had been waiting in the wings for a chance to play on the record. With nothing to lose, I handed the offending song off to Bobby, who promptly came up with the crucial guitar part that magically saved the song. Bobby is thrilled to fulfill his dream of playing on a lonely record, where I was happy the song didn't end up in the bin. When we finished Shake It or Leave It and reconvened Donovan's brain, Bobby insisted he be made a full partner in the band. I thought that was a brilliant idea. We recorded an album called Fires Which Burnt Brightly. While working on that record, the band fell apart around us. In the end, I had to turf the drummer. I brought in another old Seattle friend, Mike Musburger, to take over the drum stool and finish the record. Bobby and I weren't sure what to do about the band situation. We just started writing songs. While we were working it out, Rick was the first to show up. After the first session, Bobby and I knew we had struck gold and ramped up the activity. The first thing Bobby did was invite Scott to join us. Then he asked me if that was okay. It certainly was. Scott's been on all the records, beginning with 2013's Turned Up Later. He's become the other principal songwriter in the band these days. Scott's a versatile musician and an amazing singer. Over time, Bobby also asked Matt Pucci and then Tom Stevens from the Longriders to join our band. Bringing in Chris was my idea, though. It was Bobby who had known her since the 80s. If I weren't so selfish, Scott would have had more than one song on Faith and Failure. Hated is one of those songs that's clearly suited for the brain. Scott plays all the guitars and sings. I just added some keyboards. We have a stockpile of Sutherland songs in the can. Expect him to dominate the next albums. Everything 
Donovan's brain wears its West Coast influences proudly. At one point, we had Richard Treese in the band. Ricky was a member of the wonderful Help Yourself, a West Coast-inspired UK band from the early part of the 70s. His bandmates, Ken Whaley and Malcolm Morley, have also recorded with Donovan's brain. No small feat. We've also had Dave Walker in our ranks for a couple of years. Dave had sung with Savoy Brown, Foot Mac, and Black Sabbath. In the 70s, he relocated to San Francisco, where I got to know him. John Cipollina from Quicksilver Messenger Service had noticed Dave was around and invited him to his rambling rehearsals. Dave eventually shared the stage with John in the band Raven. It's all opening up where Rick pronounced last coherent words when he was being moved to hospice care. The song was originally titled Sunday Snow, which was a comment on the weather the day I began work on it. The long instrumental owes more than a little to the Steve Miller Blues Band and my old friend's man, the Welsh Psychedelic Outfit. The front and end sections were taken from a thing I was working on called Open G. It is meant to be a rhythm track for a failed idea. Here it replaces the obligatory foghorns. This is another one that's just written myself. I believe it was written at the Hammond organ. When I handed Rick the mallets, he said, okay, no backbeat. He knew exactly what I was hearing. This song ends side one of the album.
Another vein Donovan's brain mines is 60s psych pop, often called Toy Town. The very first real brain song, 50 million years before my time, is a prime example. More recently, a trip with Auntie on Two Sons, Two Shadows falls into that jar. Biscuit Tin is originally about a neighbor who suddenly packed up his family and moved to the northwest corner of Montana, the middle of nowhere. I couldn't find the rest of the story, so I changed the character's name to Charlotte Garvey. The name Garvey is nicked from the Man for Man album, The Mighty Garvey. The story then wrote itself, though there's never any clear idea of why Charlotte left suddenly. The song is the second example of conceptual continuity. While working on Faith and Failure, we were asked to submit music for a film soundtrack. The film was nowhere to be seen, but we got an album out of the deal. The little overture to that album was a short piece I'd recorded in part. It fit the film, but it also suggested a more complete song. That theme was recycled and fleshed out for Biscuit Tin.
Songwriting is a mystery to me. I quit playing in bands in 1970 due to the lack of original material. I had no desire to continue on playing cover gigs. Songs come from many places. A word or a phrase that comes to mind or heard in passing. Many of my songs have come from dreams. I always have a notebook around to jot down some ideas. It doesn't matter to me what comes first, words or music. Obviously, it's best when the whole idea appears fully formed. I write about most anything. Relationships, people, science, and nature. Some are just wordplay. Pete Brown, the man who wrote most of the lyrics for Cream, told me, Don't listen to the words. Listen to the sounds of the words. John Lennon said something similar. That freed me from being forced to write linear songs, a story with a beginning, middle, and end. I've done that, but I'm not stuck in that format. Bobby Sutliff told me he needs to have it all at once. He couldn't come back to a piece of music and add words later. As a result, I got a few tunes from Bob to complete. In the last few years, Bobby struggled to finish a song. The ones he did finish, he kept for himself for a solo album he was working on. In the fall of 2021, Bob sent over a track to see if I wanted it. I did. While collecting the individual tracks for me to work on, he accidentally sent me a little sketch he had done. I liked that one too. It was just 90 seconds or so. The piece was called Jangle Number 2 or Slow Jangle. Had a nice set of chord changes. The short demo was just first chorus and bridge. It was a simple matter for me to rearrange those pieces into something I could work with. That became Faith and Failure, the title track for the album. My lyrics are a lot darker than anything Bobby might write. It's about the world gone wrong, beyond politics, rather the failure of humanity. I quite liked the chords Bobby had written and decided to write something completely different using them. That became Cultured Memory, a long, noy-like instrumental that uh, was a perfect fit for the soundtrack album. More conceptual continuity.
Jangle Number One was a finished track Bobby had intended to send to me. It's a classic bit of Sutliff work. I only had to do a small repair at the end. It felt like he pulled up too soon. Rick felt the same and played on to a natural ending. I think the words for disappearing firelight came to me quickly. I might have had them completed even before I got the multi-track files to work with. It's a dark and grim relationship idea, just something I pulled out of the air. Bobby's music always made finding a melody easy. I played a little bit of piano, just so I could say I played on the track. Bobby did hear the finished versions of both of our collaborations. He approved in his own quiet way. I'm happy he contributed to the album.
Not for me anyway, it's based on a thing I originally called Seven Layers of Security. I've written some lyrics while in the Dallas airport headed to Jackson, Mississippi to see the Windbreakers. Bob wanted to show off some guitars he brought down from the gig. As we were talking, I started strumming some chord changes. When I went to the B minor chord, I realized that I drifted into Flaming Groovy's territory. Bobby told me that was okay. Then he realized I had just come up with the idea while we were talking. When I got back home, I decided to try something different with the chords and recorded them on the organ. The Groovy's idea just seemed too easy. When Rick added drums, he unwittingly turned it into a Krautrock stomper in the style of cluster or craftwork. I liked that idea and treated it as such. At the beginning of 2022, Rick desperately called me for some more work. He needed to pay rent. I scrambled to gather up some songs. Scott came up with one. I decided to return to Seven Layers and the original concept. Rick was all over it. I just wasn't happy with what I played. I worked most of the rest of the year original concept. Rick was all over it. I just wasn't happy with what I played. For some reason, I just couldn't sing the words I'd written. I even rewrote them, but still failed. Finally, I asked Scott if he'd have a go at it. He had no trouble singing it. For the solo, he played his new Fender six-string bass he'd just bought after watching the Beatles and Get Back.
Charging Confusion is the last song on the album and one of the last songs written for the album. The lyrics are a mangled bit of Chinese history and myth, mooncakes and autumn moon festival. I recorded the track to a drum loop. When Rick added his drums, he told me to leave the loop in the mix as he was playing against it. He could hear things like that and always spoke up as a producer. He had lots of good ideas. Charging Confusion is another song that's just Rick and myself. I figured if I had it worked out, I'd just be telling someone else to play what I wrote. Not much point in that. This felt like a good way to end the album on a mysterious note. Can 
18 months of work distilled into 48 minutes. The latest album from Donovan's Brain, Faith and Failure, is available on Career Records. Visit the Donovan's Brain website for a detailed history of the band. You've been listening to, and this one's introduced by, with your host, Dr. Gonzo, on Community Radio 3CR. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr. Gonzo, and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. Hi, this is Captain Fish of the Festival of Surrealisms. Please support Community Radio 3CR and find out more at 3cr.org.au.